0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the March 22nd edition of WorkCop Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Fols with Floyd, Skarin, and Kelly. Let's get started with this week's news. In regulatory news, OSHA is proposing to revise its federal regulations to require more information from employers about musculoskeletal disorders, or MSDs. The new rule would require employers to place a check mark and a new column on OSHA Form 300 for all MSDs they have recorded. The federal agency has emphasized that the proposal is not a prelude to a broader ergonomic standard. However, business groups, including the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, believe otherwise. They have argued that restoring the MSD column is the first step in resurrecting national ergonomic regulations. Prior to 2001, OSHA's injury and illness logs contained a column for repetitive trauma disorders that included noise and MSD, which was deleted in 2003. Comments on this new proposal may be submitted electronically at the Federal room Rulemaking Portal. Also in state regulatory news, a recent report from the Rand Institute claims that the California workers' compensation insurance market still needs improvement. The Rand study shows that many of the same incentives, institutions, and regulatory practices that contributed to the market volatility and insurance insolvencies during the past 15 years remain in place. The key factors that drove the unpredictable market and led to insolvencies were inaccurate claims cost projections, policies priced below projected costs, inadequate reserves to cover claim costs, and many more. Because insurers did not accurately estimate future claim costs, they priced policies too low and collected insufficient revenue to cover future claims payments. The RAND study suggests improved legislation with more explicit language and providing the WCIRB with more comprehensive data on workers' comp claims. RAND also suggests that the Department of Insurance implement more pricing discipline and make more information available to the public. Finally. The report noted that the National Association of Insurance Commissioners' risk-based capital system, which specifies how much capital an insurer should hold and what regulatory actions should be taken if the surplus falls below the target should be improved. Lee Pearson of Rancho Murrieta and Bruce Wick of San Bernardino have been reappointed to another term with the WCIRB by Commissioner Poisner. Mr. Pearson, who has served on the committee since August 2009, is being reappointed to a position representing organized labor. He is currently retired and most recently served as the General Vice President of the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers. He has worked representing labor since 1978, starting as a business representative at a local lodge. Pearson's entire career has been in labor, working in a number of capacities. And Mr. Wick, who has served on the committee since August 2008, is being reappointed to a position representing insured employers. He is the director of risk management for the California Professional Association of Specialty Contractors. He previously held a fire and casualty broker agent license from 1991 until 1999. Mr. Wick earned a degree in business administration from CSU San Bernardino. He is also active with Kiwanis, the California Building Industry Association, and the Dibble Institute. And in financial news, the state fund ended 2009 nearly doubling net income. The fund earned $143 million in net income in 2009, compared to earnings of $75 million in 2008. Reportedly, SCIF closed the year with $1.25 billion in net premium earned. SCIF holds nearly one quarter of the workers' compensation market share in California. The fund saw a 28% drop in direct premiums written in 2008 due to the state's higher than national unemployment rate and new business failures the top five riders of workers compensation in california are the state fund aig liberty mutual travelers and berkshire hathaway insurance group as at least three states are considering the sale of their state funds colorado seems this week to be getting closer to making a deal the California sale of some of the state compensation insurance fund assets is blocked for the time being by litigation filed by insurance commissioner Steve Poisner. The Oklahoma legislator who sponsored a bill to privatize CompSource Oklahoma pronounced the bill dead for the year last week. However, the Colorado work comp insurer Pinnacle Assurance increased its buyout offer to the state of Colorado by $130 million Thursday, offering now to pay $330 million to receive its autonomy from state government. The new proposal comes five weeks after Pinnacle originally offered to pay $200 million. A Morgan Stanley study indicated Pinnacle's worth as being between $304 million and $376 million. Pinnacle president did not indicate specifically in a news statement why he had increased the company's offer by 65 percent, but he stated that the new offer had come after consultation with financial and legal advisors and an extensive review process by Pinnacle's board of directors. As the insurer of last resort, Pinnacle serves 55,000 policyholders that represent 57% of the insured market of business in the state. The new proposal is likely to spark further debate between the business community and state regulators. Cash-strapped states, such as California, have been receptive to the concept of selling off their state funds to raise cash a concept that a few years ago would have been unimaginable. The unimaginable idea is gaining momentum now in at least three states. <clears throat> and now some medical news. New research shows that e-prescribing systems have reduced prescribing errors by nearly sevenfold over one year. The DWC has recently proposed pharmacy benefit network regulations which would allow employers to have greater control over pharmacies. A study suggests that doctors who trade in their prescription pads for electronic prescribing systems may be able to significantly cut down on medication errors. Errors include mistakes such as giving patients the wrong dose, the wrong duration of use, or incorrect or missing usage directions. Electronic prescribing has been widely seen as a way to improve efficiency, save money, and cut medication errors. It will help cases where a pharmacy dispenses the wrong drug due to a doctor's illegible handwriting. The systems also typically provide doctors with a drug's allergy warnings, potential for interacting with other medications, and other information that could help prevent adverse effects. Researchers focused on a dozen small practices in a largely suburban and rural area of New York. According to their report in the Journal of General Internal Medicine, half of the practices adopted e-prescribing systems. Researchers found that over one year, the e-prescribing practices cut their average prescribing error rate from 43 per 100 prescriptions to 7 for every 100 prescriptions. In contrast, practices that stayed with paper saw their error rate remain nearly the same. E-prescribing also eliminated the problem of poor handwriting. A new study found that antidepressants can help depressed patients with physical illnesses. Antidepressants such as Eli Lilly's Prozac or GlaxoSmithKline's Paxil can help depressed patients with physical illnesses and doctors should consider them more often. While around 10% of patients with physical diseases are thought to suffer from depression, studies suggest Doctors are less likely to prescribe antidepressants because they are not sure if the medicines will work well. British scientists found the drugs to be more effective than placebos at treating depression in patients with physical illnesses. Experts say that the findings are already being used to update European guidelines on treating depression. Researchers say that this is a critical area of research which will help doctors maximize a patient's treatment and recovery from the mental and physical symptoms of illnesses. The article which analyzed 51 studies on antidepressants versus placebos found that for every six people being treated one more was likely to benefit at six to eight weeks if they were taking antidepressants. The results are already being used as a new European guideline for doctors and nurses on the management of depression. This information might help guide California workers' compensation utilization review professionals as well. And in litigation news, America, American International Group has begun sending out subpoenas to competitors in an ongoing and bitter legal dispute hoping to prove a racketeering claim against those competitors. The legal battle is in a Chicago federal court against a long list of firms, including Liberty Mutual Group, Travelers Insurance Group, Hartford Financial Services Group, and many others. The litigation stems from those companies' lawsuit against AIG for what they claim was a history of underreporting work comp premiums to the National Workers' Compensation Reinsurance Pool. The original lawsuit brought against AIG alleged that the other companies had been cheated because AIG wasn't reporting its honest share of premiums. AIG contends those competitors also engaged in underreporting premiums and conspired with each other to harm AIG. An AIG spokesman stated that certain competitors continue to wage wasteful litigation against AIG while refusing to reveal how much they and others may have underreported workers' compensation premiums. AIG claims it has no choice but to issue subpoenas to discover this information and has been given permission to do so by the court. And in other news, the CWCI released a new industry scorecard analyzing 23,000 work comp injury claims filed by workers in the state's trucking sector. The trucking industry encompasses 173 different job categories, including clerical office employees and warehousemen, but it's dominated by workers who transport goods by truck. For the eight-year span ending in 2008, the scorecard shows that trucking industry workers filed just 1% of all California job industry claims. However, because of their high average cost, these claims accounted for 2% of the state's workers' comp benefit payments. Notably, those proportions were falling even before the state's economic slump. The most recent data show that in accident year 2008 the trucking industry was down to just 0.6 percent of California job injury claims and 1.2 percent of payments. Reductions were likely due to ongoing shifts in the state's job market. The scorecard found that average medical and indemnity payments on the trucking industry claims were consistently higher than the all industry average. This pattern of higher medical and indemnity payments also was noted among older claims on which more fully developed data was available. The CWCI also published a new detailed report about work injury claims in the long-term care sector. This is an industry that employs thousands of workers in nursing homes, homes for the aged, alcohol and drug recovery facilities, and other residential care facilities across the state. The scorecard, the last installment in a nine-part series, reflects data derived from over 54,000 job injury claims filed by long-term care workers for job injuries. Aggregate medical and indemnity benefit payments on those claims totaled more than $561 million. The scorecard found that for the eight-year period ending in 2008, long-term care workers accounted for 2.4% of California's job injury claims. However, these claims consumed only 2% of the state's workers' compensation benefit payments. On the other hand, while average paid losses on long-term hair, uh, care Claims have consistently remained well below the average for all claims in California. They have moved up sharply since bottoming out in 2005. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone or iPod by searching for WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Foles with WorkComp Academy. Thanks for joining us and please visit us again next week for more news.